Welcome to Opie Nation. I'm Lehman. And I'm Lynn. And we're here to tackle life's tough and humorous topics. We're not experts, but we have experiences and opinions galore. <laughs> well, good evening, Lynn's. I just laughed because I listened to like five seconds of last week's episode. Yep. And I laughed and then I made a whole thing about laughing. And then, of course, today that made me laugh. Of course. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, you know, it's another lovely Thursday night in this great state of Maine. Yes. And as usual, uh, I'm sitting up in Bowdoin, Maine, and Lynn's is sitting down in Biddeford, Maine, 50 miles apart. But technology is amazing and allows us to do this. Um, Thank you, Alexander Graham Bell. Yes. And we are the ultimate social distancers. Yes, we are. There's no way I can get you sick. <laughs> <laughs> Nor vice versa. <laughs> exactly. Um, so before we get going, um, so today, which is what, the Thursday the 17th, right? Yes. We we dropped a uh, podcast uh, about, you know, COVID being teachers and parents and stuff. We did. We did. And then we got a lot of commentary yeah. on social media. Yeah. Um, Do you want to tell them why? So I, I think it's pretty easy. Um, actually, I don't think it's easy <laughs> when I think about yeah, it. Yeah. So here, uh, can yeah. I explain? Please. So we posted a picture of me sitting at work Yep. before the students had arrived. Yep. And all I did was sit down in a desk, set up the way they're set up mm -hmm. with my backpack, the way that it's supposed to be because students are not using lockers. Right. Because they're not allowed to go into the hallways except to leave the building. And uh, I had my laptop open because that's what they're doing at school. Yep. Because we're not passing out handouts or doing group work or sharing objects. Um, everything that the students are doing in school is the same thing that the students at home are doing. And everything is done on the computer. Yeah. And I had my mask on. Yes. Yep. And I had a teacher, my co-teacher, I had her take a picture. Okay. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, but yeah, simple. I said, "Hey, I'm doing this podcast with my friend. Can you can you, I get you to take a picture so I can send, you know, post it about like what school looks like yep. right now." And she did. Yep. And that was that. We posted it and then <laughs> <laughs> your page just started exploding. Yeah. So I I guess the the thing I would like to say about it is you posted a picture of what today's children are going through yep. there was no comments made nothing nope. like hey this is what kids go through mm -hmm. quite a few people were like hey like i get it protecting my kids blah blah, blah. like but then the there politics, were reasonable comments very reasonable comments and then people unleashing about how the government is controlling us suppressing us we're all sheep blah 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 yeah and my first initial reaction is to engage these people and say some nasty things. <laughs> right. And, and I texted you and I yeah. said, 
I'm really having to bite my tongue about some of these. Yeah. Um, so for anybody out there that may, you know, have issues or whatever, I am perfectly fine with freedom of speech and commenting, but don't just look at the picture, read the caption right. and, listen, and then listen, listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you still have those same feelings, fine, because at least now you listen to our podcast and you're a you're informed on our opinions. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So this is perfect. Did set. you lose followers? I lost two. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you gained. It looks like you gained, but I don't keep track of your like number. Oh, I do. Um, okay. Yeah. I got a cool little app that allows me to clean people out. <laughs> so. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. There's... They make those? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's amazing. No, I don't care enough, but thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also don't have, you know, 4,000 followers. Well, and it's funny, the people that are making these nasty comments, I don't follow them because of how they try to like start trouble. And I'm like, eh, it's not worth me getting aggravated over. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny that that happens today and where we're going this week, it kind of all ties together. Oh man. Yeah. This, th this one I've been looking forward to Linz. I get the sense from you. You're kind of like, eh. <laughs> I'm doing this because I love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, couple it, it, because you've warned me it was coming yeah for months for months you knew it was coming you, there's nothing you can do about this it's, yeah you it's didn't inevitable. spring this on me yeah no it's, it wasn't like ha ha <laughs> but um, yeah. we're gonna talk about politics tonight okay and my goal with this episode is two friends can talk about politics and the next day, they're still friends. Even if they don't agree. Even if they don't agree. Especially. Or especially. When we don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, do you want to start with uh, your political leanings so people can get insight to where we stand? Okay. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that I, I do think even if we don't agree completely in, in politics. Right. I think our moral structure is pretty similar. That, yes, you nailed that. That's perfect. Yeah. We, okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like you're a good human. And you're a good, <laughs> and you're a good human. Yeah. And, okay. That's what matters at the end of the day. Right. But also, I'm going to poke the bear in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Political leaning. Yeah. Um, well, I consider myself an intersectional feminist. Okay. So I think that says a lot of things. Um, I tend to, to lean left or further. Right. Which is really interesting because I grew up in the Midwest <laughs> and even just like a little bit left was right. like a lot yeah. left yep. at the time. And now that I've lived on, you know, I lived in New York for a decade plus, and now I'm further on the East coast. And I, I mean, I fit all the stereotypical um, East coast 
blue state kind of criteria. I'm highly educated. (laughs) I, I live in a metropolitan, or I did until recently live in a metropolitan area. You know, I surround myself with people from all over the world and all walks of life and all identities. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that if we were making an analogy that, you know, if we were a box of crayons, um, if we were a box of crayons, it would be really boring box of crayons if we were all the same. Yeah. And so I want a box of crayons that has all the different colors available Mm -hmm. and all the different things available. Um, And so I think a lot of my political beliefs are shaped because because of that value. Okay. I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. You can make fun of me about the way I say crayons too. <sighs> nah, I'm fine with that. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, if if you start saying pop, that's where I'm going to make fun of you. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, to, to break it down to a form that most people can understand, you are on the left. Mm-hmm some of your leanings go far left and I don't want people to like get, get that confused. Okay. Because there are the media when it talks about the far left, certain media groups, like, you know, they make you sound like you're the devil. I'm Fox news. (laughs) I had a tickle. It was like a, my wine went down the wrong pipe. Right. Um, when I think of, when I think about your political leanings, I agree you're on the left and some of your stuff is on the far left, but it's not bad stuff. Like I've never thought to myself, like she's the devil. Um, she doesn't get it. Like none of that. Like, yeah, you're on the far left about some stuff, but you're passionate about it. You're informed about it. You're intelligent about it. And a lot of it, I will agree with you on. Yeah, that's true. And it's, I tend to be farther left when it comes to people's lives. (laughs) When it, when it, when anytime there's an opportunity for compassion or seeing, seeing anyone else's humanity, Mm -hmm. that's when I become farther left. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never heard you like call for like, you know, and both of us have this issue. We both have problems with law enforcement. Well, I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I'm, I, I think I'm... Authority in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think we had a bonding moment when we kind of hashed out how we feel about law enforcement. Right, right. So, you know, but you've never been like this, like what the media portrays the far left about law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um which it aggravates me the way the media portrays the far left because I'm like, Oh, I know somebody that's on the far left and huh. She's not like that at all. <laughs> um, okay. So, it, and some things I choose, especially social media, I choose not to post about. I know that's a privilege that I have. Yeah. 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 You, uh, and but I also don't really know. I'm still formulating opinions sometimes. Like I don't feel informed enough to make a, 
a, a staunch statement of like, this is the only way to do something because I don't believe that there's only one way to do something. True. Yeah. So I hesitate on a lot of things to like proclaim this one way of, of rightness. Right. Yeah. Which might make me, that might take away some of my left leaning, you know, that might put me more in in a moderate position. Yeah. When it comes to business, you Mm -hmm. are, are moderate. You are not on the left. Um, Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, to the point where sometimes I'm like, oh, do I hear libertarian about business? Hmm. Um, Yoshi says the same thing to me. Yeah. So he but, accuses me of being libertarian sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, ah, the only libertarian I know is is Lehman. Yep. So perfect segue. <laughs> Sorry, just no, no. called you out. Perfect segue. So I lean libertarian. Um, right. Which, by the way, in growing up in Kansas, I had never heard that word before. No. Until no. I lived in South Carolina yep. and I met someone from, can you guess? No. New Hampshire. That makes sense. Live free, right? or, di- live free or die, Live baby. free or die. Yep. He said it all the time. Yep. He talked about being from New Hampshire all the time. Yeah. And he talked about, he called himself a libertarian. I did not know what that meant when I was 20 years old. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a, uh, I don't think it's a well-known political party, even now in 2020. So, I think I have some understanding, but can you explain to me how you, like, how you define it? Oh, and sure. I kind of want to know how you got there. Oh, well, it's, pr- it's pretty pretty easy. So, I'll explain where I, where I stand as a libertarian, um, because there's so many different types of libertarians like moderate conservative it's kind of funny um (laughs) okay so straight out i i call myself a libertarian but the way i view it i truly believe you can do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody and you pay for it yourself i want as little government involvement as possible with that said, though, I do believe there are a few things the government performs that we do need. Police, fire, schools. Otherwise, Ooh, than that, it's so tricky. Yeah. Because when you first say, I believe people should be able to do what they want as long as they don't hurt anybody, someone else. Yep. Pay for it themselves. I'm like, oh, yes, I like the sound of that. Yep. And then you said... And you should pay for it yep. by yourself. And then yep. I was like, "Ooh, e- yep. equity! Equ- we haven't set we haven't set this country up as equitable." It's it's not agreed. All um, people do not have access to all things. Correct, but the free market in its pure form—I'm not saying capitalism, I'm saying the free market—will correct all of that. The problem is that's never been able to happen in this country because of political parties and government services and all those things. So that's like one of my beliefs. Corrupt politicians. Yeah, very corrupt. Um, so one of, my, um. <laughs> one, one of my beliefs, we should legalize all drugs. Oh, my gosh. I've actually said that before, yeah. too. 
I don't use drugs, but if you yeah. legalize them all, the drug cartels go away because they don't have any business. Hmm. And then using drugs actually becomes safe. Huh. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my belief. And <laughs> you know how I actually got to being a libertarian? It was the Bush Gore president run. Okay. Remember? With the hanging Chad. Was that the hanging Chad? I don't know. Um, but do I you, think it was. Do you remember the shit show after the election, though? Yeah. Like we From know- Florida. Yeah, from, we- Flor- from Florida's results. Yeah. Like, we didn't know who the president was. Right. And at that point, I was like, yeah. I uh, Let's see. When was that? That election was, what, 2000? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, or was it? Oh, nine? yes. Yeah, it was 2000. Yep. And that right then and there, I was like, I'm done with this system. Like, I want nothing to do with politics. It's all broken. None of it works. Um, you quit. I just did. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. So at that point, I took the view, hey, I don't vote, so I can't bitch about anything. I just, I can't complain about politics if I'm not a part of the system. Hmm. But then as you age, and and it's when you have children, you go, oh, all right. I actually do have to be a part of the system. (laughs) Right, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, So I started trying to figure out, like, what are my beliefs and where does it all fit in? And that's when I... And you haven't been able to land anywhere. No. So that's when I stumbled upon libertarian and just the simple idea of allowing the free market to do what it needs to do, little government involvement as possible. And you just pay for everything yourself. And I'm like, all right, I dig it. Like, I like it. Um, But I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore libertarian because I do believe in a few social services that we do need. Okay. Um, or it's actually, yeah. Healthcare? Does healthcare fall in there? Healthcare falls into the free market. Now, you and I, this is a rare occasion we're going to say this. We are not old enough to remember healthcare before Ronald Reagan. Correct. Um, I've, I've heard stories from my dad. You know, the doctor came to your house yeah um you really only had insurance for like catastrophic things back then and it wasn't expensive like things didn't cost a lot yeah and then here comes the government getting involved in healthcare, and Mm. and now we joke about you know (laughs) you want two two tylenol at the hospital it's 50 bucks it's not a joke, though. That, no. No. That's for real. Yeah. Um, um, is it the government that got involved, or is it these gigantic drug companies that got involved? Um, when deregulation happened under, and, and I know a lot of people out there, oh, Ronald Reagan was the quintessential Republican president. Blah, blah. The student loan crisis we're in, guess when that happened? Under Ronald Reagan's administration. Yeah. 
Um, you know this huge homeless problem we have in the country now? Ronald Reagan's administration, when he shut down all the, they shut down all the ho- the mental health hospitals that people actually needed, mm. put them all out on the street. That was mm-hmm. also under Reagan. So as a libertarian, you see all those things and you go, huh, man, if we hadn't touched any of that at all, like my wife wouldn't be $80,000 in debt because she got her master's. Isn't that the shit of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad. I, yes. Yeah. That's, and that's, I just can't even understand. Yeah. Like. And, and Noelle serves people. Yeah. She, she's, she needs her degree a, to be a social worker, but social workers make no money. <laughs> right. Same with teachers. Mm-hmm. I have a master's degree. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we, if we've talked and about this. And I can't, I can't live on just my salary. Yeah. With um, a family of three in a very small house. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad that both, I don't know if, I know we've had this conversation. I don't know if we had it on the podcast. You and Noelle are extremely educated. You're actually continuing your education currently. Oh man. It's been a week. Yeah. I've been in training. Yeah. <laughs> But what makes me laugh, I don't have your Noel's education. And both your salaries put together makes my salary by itself. I know. Like, it's like, hmm, how is that? Yeah. And it's government. I don't envy you of that, that by the way, though, either. Because yeah. I, and I don't, I don't think Noel does either. I'm not doing what I love. Not at all. Yeah, we yeah. both love what we do. Yeah, yeah. You even you, though it's exhausting. Yep. Yeah, I I don't love it, but takes care of the you know the family. Um, yeah, it's that it's like that old it's like that old adage, like, you know, did you marry for love or money? Did right. you, did you take a job for love or money? Oh, I took it for it money. Can't be both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but where you two sit as far as being highly educated and having student debt, before the Reagan administration, you could work a part-time job and go to college full-time for four years and pay for it all. Yeah. And then government politics got involved. (laughs) So... Here we are. And oh. then I, I I hear you saying this, and yep. then I think, but then I'm thinking about, like, all of the other great things. I'm thinking of one thing specifically, like, great things that happened because the government got involved. Uh, all right. I, I'm guessing it's not going to be the same thing I think, so I'll let you go first. Oh, I'm, I like don't even want to talk anymore. I just want to hear what you have to say about this. Oh, the one great thing the government did? Yeah. Yeah, we beat the Nazis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not where I was going. <laughs> All right. So what's the one great thing? <laughs> well, we haven't done it here. Okay. That's the thing. But I've lived in other countries. Yes, you have. Yep. Where it has happened. And when you talk about healthcare and it being so great pre-Reagan. Yep. You know, this was in the last it was in the last 
six years, seven years when I lived in South Korea and I, they, it's universal healthcare. Yes. Everyone is, everyone has, has insurance Mm -hmm. and, and the doctors, it's not, um, I don't know. They're just, they're, they're service people. They're like, they're like a teacher or doctors and teachers and, and store owners. And, you know, they're all kind of like of the same echelon. Yep. They're not held to some like gigantic stool up above the clouds like we do to doctors here. And so they can't charge that much for their services because there's so many other places to go. Right. And when you're on universal health care, what that means is if you're sick, you can go anywhere in the country, see a doctor, show them that you're a citizen, or in my case, I was on a visa, a work visa, mm-hmm. show them my work visa, and they treated me with the same level of care they would treat anyone else coming in there. And I think I only ever paid $5, which was like 5,000 won. Right. I, and I'm not kidding. I'm yeah. not exaggerating that number. No, no, no. And, and here's, here's the thing with that. Um, those doctors are also not hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Right. They also, by the way, were at least bilingual, possibly mm-hmm. trilingual. Yeah. So it's not like these doctors were like of some lower grade or lower. They went through the same. And a lot of them came to America to study mm-hmm. and then went back to Korea. Or they studied in Korea and they were learning They were learning um, medicine in Korean and English at the same time. That's pretty awesome. It's really incredible. Mm -hmm. And what I would say to that, I think it's amazing and it's awesome. So that was my example of a government system working well. Well, let me ask you a question. What's the government system that works well here? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Come on, pick one. Is there? Nope. There's not one. There's not one that I'm happy with. Yeah. There's not one that any of us are like, oh, this is, this is it. This is, they've really got it on lockdown here. Yeah. So there's a lot of corruption on our political system. I think we both can agree on that. Yes. On both sides. Oh, both sides on all sides. I mean. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Um. And this, this is where I'm going to have some fun with you. Um, <laughs> so as a libertarian, it's okay to be a libertarian and not vote. No. <laughs> <laughs> because was I, it last week was it, or was it the podcast? No, week? it was last week. We lost into the ether yeah. because no, Mercury. No. no, no, last week. Um, so that's that's one of the beliefs that I that I do have. Now I, I will say I did vote um the last presidential election. Um I actually didn't get to vote for president. My son that was standing in the voting booth with me, uh let's see, so four years ago he would have been five. He pushed the button before I could. <laughs> I hope he read it correctly. No. He, <laughs> he no, you would have been happy with his vote, I guess. 
Because <laughs> I was, I mean, well, I, I wasn't happy. No, no, no. Yeah. Let's be clear. A, I was pregnant. Yep. And very close to my due date. Yep. So I did an absentee ballot because okay. I didn't want to be like standing in line having contractions right. and or had just had a, a baby the yep. day before. Um, and I'm glad I did because Forrest came on October 30th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'd been a little <laughs> difficult to vote. Yeah. So yeah. Yoshi and I d both voted ahead of time. Yep. Um, but many tears were shed from the primary election. Mm-hmm. That did not go in the favor that I thought it would go. Oh, you mean like and, now too, where he got screwed twice in a row? Yes. Oh, okay. That one. Yep. <laughs> and so without naming names, yeah. I was not happy with my choice right. for the 2016 election. However, I understood the importance of my vote. It, it, I, you know, and that's the thing. It's a game. We're just playing this game. Yep. And I don't like the rules. I don't even like the people I'm playing with. But I have to choose. Mm -hmm. Because it does matter. Or you don't have to choose. Or at least I tell myself it matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and, and we've had quite a few, and I, I would say conversation, but it's me just being quiet going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like you're very passionate about people voting. Yeah. Um and I and I have fun when I'm like I don't have to vote. <laughs> I actually I'm I would really how do you feel about this because it's it's been something that has been on my mind recently is like how do you feel about the majority vote instead of the electoral college vote? Oh, we need to burn down the electoral college. Thank you. Um, we can agree on that for sure then. Yeah. we. The, this it, needs just like you would do in a classroom of 35 kids. Yep. Right? Yeah. You, more, some kids don't count for more votes than the other ones. Right. Yeah. No. So the Just count the fucking votes. Yep. So the electoral college made sense in the 1800s like when you had that one dude going to washington dc representing his people but he was also going on horseback <laughs> and it took him three months to get there yeah so it made sense but now it makes no sense just let the people choose the president like yeah i yeah our political system when it was started nobody lived in this country Right. Like it was very simple. Well, people did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people did, but but us colonizers right. were new. We're new. Trying to figure this out. We didn't want to pay yeah. taxes anymore. And that still boggles my mind. We didn't want to pay taxes anymore, but, <laughs> but look at us now. Um Have you watched Hamilton? No. I you I, should need to. I want you to watch it. Okay. I need to. I, I know the kids in Noel did and they loved it. It's amazing. Um, if nothing more, the it the just the character it's so good. The songs, the I, the performers, they're mm -hmm. incredible. Goosebumps. So, okay, so I'll check it out. Okay, um, I'll watch it this weekend because my plans got canceled because of stupid COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like our government when it was formed 
worked really well with what we had at the time. Right, and we've evolved, and yeah. therefore, <laughs> why, so should our government. Why didn't the Constitution and the Bill of Rights evolved? I mean, it was written at a time when you wrote with a feather and a candle. <laughs> because tradition. Tradition doesn't work. I know it. And that's that's where I come into being a libertarian. Less. I don't blame you. Less, less, less. That's what I want. I want less of everything. Um, with a few exceptions, um, <laughs> um, I, I fully believe in the second amendment. Um, and I don't, <laughs> you don't, I fully believed an armed population suppresses a tyrannical government and man armed with education now with bullets and information. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but what's interesting and you, you know, you've stuck, you've stuck to your morals. I think for you, guns are not a political issue. It's a moral issue for you. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's funny because my, like my sister, I don't know if I've talked about my sister on the podcast. Um, yeah, you did when you guys used to babysit each other when you were little. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot about that yep. episode. Um, hey sister. Yeah. I know she's listening yeah. on her overnight drive <laughs> from, from patient to patient. Um, my sister and I maybe don't always see eye to eye politically either. Mm -hmm. However, we very much have the same moral upbringing and, and background. Yep. And I think, it's funny though, because my sister has, she's gone to the driving range before. Is that what it's called? The shooting range? It's a shooting range. Yeah, so driving okay. range is when she you hit, shows what I know. Yeah. You hit golf balls at the driving range. Okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> also a place I don't frequent. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love golf. I like the idea of golf and I like watching golf, but this is besides the point. Yeah. Um, my sister, has held a gun and like shot a gun mm -hmm. and so i don't know is it a moral thing at this point in my life i'm just i've had opportunities to hold a gun and to shoot a gun at the shooting range mm -hmm. and i'm choosing not to i have no interest i'm actually i'm like the opposite of interested <laughs> okay so you but for you You've never preached like the political gun control aspect to me. Like we've had conversations. Yep, I'm a gun owner. Yep, I'm not. Okay. Yep. <laughs> like it's it's pretty simple. Um Yes, I do have opinions about how I think that you know, in the same way I was taught that a vehicle can be a weapon. Yep. We were trained to drive. Yep. We had to take a test to drive. Yep. I have to renew that. Now I have a license, a certification to drive, mm -hmm. which gets checked anytime I get stopped or I don't know, for nearly everything here. Right. And yet we don't have anything like that 
for owning a gun, which is also a weapon. So I'm just like that, that for me is where I feel like there needs to be some policy. Well, there is. So when I, um, so I was in New Jersey for seven and a half years and there's no point in being a gun owner in New Jersey. They, they just don't want you to be one. So I was like, yep, I'm not going to fight you guys. Come back to me and I'm like, ah, I'm home. So when you go to a gun store uh, and you choose the, the gun that you want, they immediately run a universal background check on you, which goes to the FBI. Okay. Once, so if you are not a previous criminal. Correct. You're not going to pop up. You're not. Here's my problem with the universal background check. What if you're a schizophrenic? Right. It does not look at mental health. And I think a big reason for that is HIPAA. So they don't know mm-hmm. how to incorporate that. So that's well, a f- also we we do not address mental health in this country. No, not at all. And we we try to sweep it under the rug. Right. Or when you talk about mental health, um, Mercury and retrograde makes that podcast explode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mercury retrograde rearing its ugly head in in the lives of everyone we know this last two weeks yeah yeah and i mean it's it's it's, yeah um so anyway (laughs) i'm just thinking of everything everybody's gone through these past two oh my god um too much to list yeah um so yeah i do have to get a background check when i buy a firearm okay fine but there's no training so well no, no you have to have a license right I mean, they take a copy of my photo ID. So, so what? Okay, happened? so no. Right. Well, but you have to have a fishing license. You do. It's kind of messed up, huh? And you're um, not hurting anybody. You're catching fish. Yeah, but I mean, some people would argue that you're hurting the fish, and I understand that yeah. argument. I'm not making that. Right. But you have, and do you have to take a test to get a fishing license? I don't know. No, no, you can go to like Dick's Sporting Goods and say, "Hey, I need a fishing license." It's it's Okay, so you just fill out information. Yeah, it's it's a But there's it, a but there's a registry. There so when I when I when I purchase that handgun and I clear the background check, there's mm-hmm. a serial number on that handgun that is now assigned to me forever. Okay, if, so even if you sell it or give it to your friend yep. or yep. drop it off somewhere cuz yep. you used it and you don't want it to be linked back to you right or get stolen from my house a number of different things but okay. that serial number is now registered to me for the rest of my life okay um, the idea behind that is all right this is registered to you you do something and we find it you're in trouble okay now it is used... that a deterrent no i mean <laughs> is it really um you know but it used to be in, in the state of Maine that if you wanted to carry a handgun concealed, you had to go and take an eight-hour class, which was four hours of classroom and four hours of shooting. And in that four hours of shooting, well, four hours of classroom safety and then four hours of shooting, s- safely shooting. Okay. Um, former Governor Paul LePage came in and got rid of that. So now- This I- Jamoke he was a running joke he when was. I lived in DC. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he made not, he, he embarrassed the state of Maine all the time. Yes. You know, he was, he was going to blow up the Portland press Herald. Like, right. But so he got rid of that. Um, hmm. I do disagree with that because now 
you and I can be having a cup of coffee. I can have a gun in my pocket and I don't have to have a license or a permit anymore. I can just carry it with me wherever I go. It's like South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I agreed with the concealed permit is because you had to spend a day getting trained. Right. The same way you have to spend a day if you get a DUI and you have to go take, you know, a course on like responsible driving practices. Yeah. So guns really are a hot topic when it comes to responsibility. Now where I chuckle, and this is why I'm like, yep, Lynn stuck to her morals when it, when it came to this stuff, the amount of gun sales that are going on right now are actually being <laughs> driven by people on the left. So weird. Yeah. It's like, eh. how do you know that? Well, I, I can't tell you because then I'm going to have You're one. You're to kill one, me. <laughs> no, I'm going to have one on the chart. So we both haven't used our phrases yet. Oh. I don't want to uh-huh. I don't want to say that name. <laughs> okay. Cuz for I'm, the listeners, I'm winning. Lehman's right keeping tabs on how many times we mention certain subjects yep. that we both are prone to mentioning. Yeah, and I'm winning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By one. By, hey, by one point. One is still winning. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm on. I goes. didn't even know we were playing the game. Oh, it's it's whether we're on the podcast or we're talking in text or chit chatting, I'm gonna be tracking. What? Yeah. Unfair. Well, I do not like these rules. Eh, I'm crazy. Um <laughs> <laughs> so guns we vary on. Um, okay so and i it's not just me either like i don't know how noelle feels about guns but um when we first started dating she was not happy that i had guns mm-hmm. um moving to new jersey you sell your guns because it's such a process in new jersey um coming back uh i did buy guns without asking or consulting i did the whole well it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Oh my God. Yeah. Did that work out well for you? I still have them. Um, (laughs) But I have taken her out and shown her how to shoot. She agreed to that. Yes, she did. So there she's more comfortable now, but she's still like, I I don't get why you need them. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But I'm in that boat. But I think I'm like out of that boat because I, we don't, neither one of us like want them anywhere around us. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. You also, you have to take it responsibly. Like I don't agree with people that are like, oh, keep it in my nightstand, but you have children in the house. Right. My guns are locked up. Only I, I also have access. I, and I think there's a difference like, a handgun and a rifle and and I know a lot of people like they hunt and they actually you know eat the meat that they're yep. hunting for yep. and when like and I I couldn't do that either so it's not just a handgun thing for me it's just like this awesome power Mm -hmm. of the now you have the ability in your hand to 
kill something. You do. And that's where I'm, that's, I think my moral standing is Mm -hmm. like, I can't. So what you're saying is when the zombies come, you'll come up to boat and you'll just have me shoot them all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cause right now we're yes. (laughs) right. So we're very close to this election and everything that's gone on this year, it's either aliens or zombies are next. I I don't gotta be. I don't know which one to root for. (laughs) (laughs) Because which one? Which one? Which one gives us the greater chance of survival or a quick and painless death? Oh, the aliens! You get the quick and painless death. All right, that's the route we need to go. Then we'll go that way because the the zombies. It's always like. One day there's one zombie and then you wake up the next day and there's 50,000 zombies. And what do you do? And what do you do? And then it's like a slow thing because you kind of die, but then you don't. And then it looks painful. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah. We're rooting for aliens. Yeah. Um, So guns, we disagree. But I don't. Yeah. It's I don't feel political on our disagreement. Yeah. Neither do I. You know, I just. I'm cool with them. You're not cool with them. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Now, where... Yeah, I also don't think that, like... I don't think we need to just be taking them away from people, either. No. No, that's... (laughs) That's not... I don't... I actually don't know anyone who's actually said that. Um... You know, and I know a lot of... I know a lot of people who lean left and... And own guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do, too. Um... I, I just I, I I also know the damage the damage a handgun can do. Yep. When in the wrong hands. Yeah. And or it's... when a, when easily accessible. Yeah. You know, and I it's scary and I've a lot of I've had students who have lost family very close family members and witnessed their death by mm-hmm. the use of a gun from another human. Yeah. Well, that's, and that shit is real. It is real. And I, I want, and, and I know it's kind of like a cliche statement. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. people I agree, yeah. but it is, but it's a weapon. It is a weapon. Um, but a knife's a weapon. A truck's a weapon. Like there's so many, but the gun is the most efficient weapon. I don't know if you were still in school when Columbine happened. No, I was, I was out of school. Um, so you, but not by much, not by much. No, I, I, cause I think I was a sophomore. Yeah. I want to say early twenties. Yeah. Early twenties. Okay. I think um, I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. That shit rocked me. Yeah. Because we, you know, and I was in Kansas City, so not terribly far away from Aurora, right, Colorado. Yep. Um, so that may have also helped shape your views to today. I think, yes. Yeah. And now as a teacher, and in every school I've worked in, whether it was New York or Maryland or D.C. and now Maine, the exception here is that the school I taught at in Korea, 
um, we go through we go through lockdown drills and yep. gun safety drills at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. As teachers. Yep. And that's it's it's terrifying. Yeah. When I was in Korea, Sandy Hook happened. Yep. Um, and so did the theater. Mm-hmm. And you so know- I know it's a person, but I also it's a scary image to see someone with a gun. Yeah. Well, do you know what else is also going in, going on in all those situations? Mental health. Mental health and SSRI. That isn't being taken care of. And a lot of the mental health that's not being taken care of, those people are also on SSRIs. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I knew that about the guy who, in Colorado at the theater. Yeah. So, and that's kind of our system. Oh, you got a problem? Just medicate it. Be fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you can blame that on politics. <laughs> I'm sure we could find a way. <laughs> well, I mean, the pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money off of it. Um, yeah. We are the only country in the world that allows pharmaceutical companies to advertise on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened under the Reagan administration. Boy, this guy. Yeah. Uh, also under the Reagan administration, um, he was able to get reversed Saturday morning cartoons. There used to be. What law- do you mean? There used to be laws in place that you essentially could not have your Saturday morning cartoon be a thirty-minute commercial. Right, and now it's nothing. Even the news in the morning is nothing but commercials. Right. So there's no news happening. Right. So GI Joe, Transformer. Transformers, Thundercats, right, are all thirty-minute X-Men. Yep, thirty-minute toy commercials. That reversal mm-hmm. of policy—it's actually funny that happened under Reagan. I just, uh, oh, I was watching a documentary about toys uh, being made and how thrilled they are when Reagan came in and changed that. Oh, of course, so, or like cereal. Yeah, sugar cereal. Yep. So I know, you know, we, hmm. we, we stand back and we blame and we do these things, but all these policies that are affecting us in 2020, a lot of that was under a Republican regime back in the 80s. Okay, so this is why when... Can you say his name? This All is right. why when wait, 45 wait. got elected. Well, I, I'm, I've got a phrase for you that my 18-year-old uses. I think this will help you. Okay? So don't okay. say 45 anymore. You can now say Commander in Cheeto because he's orange. <laughs> crunchy, crunchy Cheetos or yep. puffy Cheetos? Um, you got to go puffy. Yeah, because otherwise you'll ruin crunchy and crunchy is the only way to go. Yeah. So you can call him Commander and Cheeto now. That's what that's okay. what my eighteen year old calls him. That makes sense because he's like orange yep. and Cheetos are orange yep. and okay. Okay. So let, let's yeah. So I, I, I'm comfortable with using the, the word. So let's talk about president. It's like Trump. Voldemort for me. Oh. It's like poison on my tongue. Okay. So let's let's in look. the pit of my stomach. Let's talk, let's talk about Commander and Cheeto. 
Okay. So I have a lot of, okay. so just so people get insight. So I work inside the construction industry. Right. And we all know I'm a teacher. Yep. So the construction industry is very pro number 45. Yes. You, where you are, are very against number 45. Yes. It's just, it, it's just how it works out. It's kind of funny. You kind of look at the, the differences, you know, construction industry, um, not as well educated, uh, blue collar workers, um, teachers, well educated, um, also blue collar workers. And now we're essential you're finally, essential. Yeah. which means nothing. It means we're expendable is right. what it means. And, and I don't think the construction workers understand that a lot of those guys make more money than you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm just going to say it. Trump tapped into something in that demographic. Yeah. While alienating your demographic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of things he said and did wrong. Um, but he has done a few things right. Um, namely funding certain medical things for children. Um, you'd have to look it up. And I was like, ah, all right, I'll give you that, buddy. Um, but also trying to get offshore oil, oil done off the shores of Maine. What? Um, so I'm by no means am I a Trump fan. Right. But you might look at it with a a more balanced judgment than I do. Yeah. So this is where we There is nothing that this person can do. Yeah. to right any of the wrongs that have happened <laughs> even prior to him becoming president. All right. So I got a statement for you. The amount that you dislike number 45 perhaps yeah. is the amount that I dislike Biden. Go, go. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm not. You're, you've got to be joking. So this is where I'm Listen, in. Listen, I'm not a fan of Biden. Right. I'm not like, yay, I'm so excited to vote for Biden. No, Because I'm not. not. Right. I think he's, I mean, I don't think they're wrong when they call him Sleepy Joe. However, it's a game. This it... is a game. And this isn't about Biden. It's about removing. I can't even say it. <laughs> and there's another word that I'd like to use that starts with F and, and ends in head. And I'll let you fill in the letters in the middle. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're not labeled as an explicit podcast. So you got to be careful. <laughs> I didn't say it. No, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Just remember, though, we're not explicit on this podcast. <laughs> though i think i've already used the f word one time oh yeah you've dropped an f-bomb that's fine okay um so yeah so this is this this is where we get into the fun of us not having <laughs> similar opinions he's a terrible human oh biden yeah a... for sure no 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 <laughs> stop <laughs> biden's terribleness pales in comparison to what is currently happening with this imbecile. <laughs> that was the nicest thing I could come up with. Okay. 
I give you I'm, I give you I'm kudos like, for that. I'm like raging right now. Oh no. So even though we're 50 miles apart in my head, I can see like the anger on your face. Um disbelief. I'm smiling and laughing because I'm in disbelief. Oh, okay. Well, I also don't other than just my I don't have my brain doesn't work this way and I I don't have a list of like all of the terrible things in order right of of what both of them have done oh they're both so if we were to take them and and just compare them on like what they've done and they're two bad people like all politicians are bad people uh, there's there's a couple out there that aren't. Um, <laughs> I can think of two. Two. Okay. Tulsi Gabber. I don't know. You don't know her. Um, I mean, I know her name. I know nothing about her. You need to look her up. Like, when you look her up, you're going to be like, oh, damn. Um, and this other one, is a lot of people, it's not going to be popular. AOC is not a bad politician. I agree. She's, I really actually like AOC, but that shouldn't be that surprising. I I don't like her, but she hasn't been corrupted. She's young and she believes in what she's fighting for. Yeah. So I can get on board with that. Would I ever vote for? Her? No. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> just her Green New Deal when you do the math and you just go, oh, you'd have to take 92% of my paycheck to pay for all this. Like... You know, but she truly believes in what she's doing and nobody has corrupted her yet. If she keeps going, I think the corruption does eventually come. I I just feel like you don't have a choice when you're in politics. Yeah. And for somebody like Biden to be in politics for almost 50 years, he's been in this corrupted system for 50 years. Yeah. And that's where I struggle. And then but then you look at the the flip side of Trump, like absolutely corrupt. He's off his rocker. Well, he's crazy. But he takes speed so that he can talk. <laughs> like it's 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 and I, I guess I'm going to go explicit. It's a shit show right now between the cho- choices. And I and I, I know I hear from a lot of people, well, Biden is the lesser of two evils. We said that with Hillary, too. We did. And when I do the math, I don't I don't think Biden's the lesser of two evils. I think we have equal evils. And it comes mm-hmm. for me. They're 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 equal. Absolutely equal. Um and look at their running mates. Those running mates that they both have are absolutely atrocious too. Mike Pence uh, wants yeah. wants women to be like the handma- handsmaid tale. Yeah. Not cool with that. Yeah. Uh, Camilla Harris. <laughs> like putting single moms in jail because the single moms are working two to three jobs. But, hey, we're going to put you in jail because your kid didn't go to high school for two weeks. Yeah. So it's, 
I, I hope, and I think I, I know you do. I think you can understand why I might want to opt out this presidential vote. I do. I get it, but I don't, I, I also just feel like you're not playing the game and we're all pawns in this game. Oh yeah. I, don't... I feel like it makes me feel like, like my teammates quitting on me. I wouldn't say I'm quitting. Even if you weren't voting in the same way as me. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me hold on. Let me think about that. <laughs> Any vote that I would make right now. So um, I love. I guess I'm still trying to convince you to vote left because <laughs> I do believe that the votes matter. Yeah, I lost that. And vote. I feel like you're a swing voter. Well, I because lo- you you're gonna choose whoever aligns more with you if you decide to choose. Well, and I stopped kind of choosing when Bush Gore happened because I was like, oh, my vote didn't matter at all. Um, well, I felt that way too. I voted for Gore because I was like, all right, he's educated, he has these things. Yeah, um, yeah, that's where I'm going. Same. Um, and then my vote completely didn't matter because fucking the penis of the country screwed it all up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's what you, you are. The shape of the state, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's, that's yeah. That's what Florida is. I've never heard it called that. Oh uh, yeah. No, just that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> Tell me how you feel about Florida. Oh, <laughs> cut it off and let it float away um same with california you can cut that off and and just well it's on fire and oh yeah (laughs) which by the way i don't know if you've noticed at least down here it has been hazy af for days and i've had my throat tickles yeah i'm sneezing we've all got headaches yeah i've got like ear issues going on way to go yeah no so i mean um so when florida proved to me my vote didn't matter i opted out um but you can't just quit i'm not quitting i'm gonna vote but you're gonna vote this time i will are you voting because because like what you're saying is that it's not just the impact of this election or of the four years post-election you've been talking about reagan this whole time are you voting because it's there are long-lasting effects to having a certain person as the commander-in-chief there are long-lasting effects um you know i really got educated in reagan in the past couple of years and it was like, oh, this dude was horrible. Um, and we still pay for it today. Um, mm-hmm. I'm paying for it today because of my wife's student debt. Like, yeah. Um, I'm gonna vote. I think a lot of me t- saying, well, you know, it is my right to opt out. I mean, totally, I'm standing with a stick poking you in the shoulder going, ha I'm not going to vote. Like, 
and and it, I'm not defending Biden. I know, I know. But I, what what's amazing about this whole thing is I'm poking you in the shoulder, saying I'm not going to vote. And I know you have to know I'm messing with you, but man, you still fight. <laughs> And it's amazing. Um, but I don't know if I, I, in my heart, Joe Jorgensen's the way to go. And in my heart, it's unfortunate that we can't have a third party. We don't, okay. even, we don't even allow the third party to be a part of the presidential debate. Yes. And Joe Jorgensen I think is Yoshi on... might agree with you on this. Okay. And I feel like if you were debating Yoshi, you two would have a lot more to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm... Oh, I'd love Because he's like all over the political. Like he loves to talk about this stuff. And sometimes I listen and most times I just pretend like I'm listening. Yeah. I love you, Yosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of funny in our household, political talk doesn't really exist between noel and i okay because i'm like <laughs> like you know uh we joke in in our in our house so uh ron swanson is my spirit animal <laughs> you know meat eating whiskey drinking libertarian <laughs> he's the best character though yeah uh um okay so, well, and Judah, as I explained earlier today, <sighs> Judah and I must be cut from the same cloth. So just so people... This kid gets me. Yeah, so... He's never even met me. No, he hasn't. Um, so my nine-year-old, he's very pro-Biden. Very. And he's vocal about it. I'm just like... And, and obviously, I'm not going to like go out of is my way. Is he pro-Biden or is he anti-Trump? Because I feel like there's a difference here. Oh, he's both. He's anti-Trump okay. to the point that he was ripping out lawn signs on people's property. Which is what I want to do. But And I've been trained not to. Because it's private property. Right. Yeah. So lovely apology sessions going on there. So he's very <laughs> anti-Trump. But he's also very Joe biden and because he's nine it's not like we can sit him down and be like hey judah let's talk about joe biden's track record yeah um i get it i mean it's you know somebody like my dad like i always thought my dad was a republican like always and now all of a sudden he's like i think janet mills is great and trump sucks and i'm like what <laughs> like yeah like where'd this come from my um, dad has switched from what I thought I knew about him too. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe he has, or maybe I'm just like understanding it more now. Yeah. But you don't have to be like married to a party. No, no, which I'm not. You just choose the person who like aligns with you more, even though it's never perfect. Right. Yeah. It's never perfect. This isn't the, the love of your life. You're choosing. Yeah. So, Here's my problem. You're kind of making my argument for me. I don't align with either of them. Blah. Trump is a corrupt businessman that, you know, because so before coming back to me and my job in New Jersey is still the same company I'm with now. Like you would hear tales of how Trump used to screw the construction companies. Like, you yeah. know, you, you, 
the job would cost $2 million, he'd only give you 500000 Right. And you have to sue him for the rest. Well, if you're a construction company, you can't afford to go into legal battles with somebody that has a lot of money. Right. So I do not align with Trump because he's a corrupt businessman. He's a liar. Um, and he's a speed freak. Simple. Um, you think he's on speed? Oh, oh my God. Oh. I don't know. But he, I, all I know is he is I, a I, racist and he's sexist and yeah. he's ableist and it is he's sick. He's sick. Yeah. There is not a shred of empathy or compassion in that man and he is he's damaged. He is. Um he's he's totally a product of his environment. He was I mean, he was raised to be damaged. Did you read the book? You read the book. Yeah. I don't have the book yet. You you I I think all you would do is get really angry and throw it at the wall. Oh really? Yeah. Um but now uh, let's let's go to the other okay. side, side of the aisle. Why I don't Tell align me. with our with our friend Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Here's my problem. Okay. No offense to you yep. or Yoshi. Right. But like he's another old white guy. He is. When are we gonna stop with the old white guy bit? When are we going to stop with the old white guy bit? When are we going to stop with the old white woman bit too? Like we we're so much more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we had some real hope this time around. Yeah. You know, I will say yes. Camilla Harris. Yep. Um, never, but like Tulsi Gabber. Okay. Like we had some different options and unfortunately Tulsi Gabbard doesn't play the system. So the Democrats got rid of her quick. Um, but I, but I think we have to understand that this, this is a game Yeah, and, that's, and they can't make one party can't make people all the way to the left of the party and all the way to the right of that party. They can't make both of those groups happy. No, they can't. At the same time. Nope. Um, and and they're trying. Yep. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Not, none of it. Enough is enough. Like, I just want to burn it all down. Just burn it all well, down. Like, like, <laughs> like I, I, you anarchist. Yeah. Just we don't need the government that we have. It's it's too much doesn't right, work do you want like a major overhaul like a total change oh we need to to just all of and it. you're just like get rid of everything yeah like um one person winning a popular a rigged popularity contest yeah. what <laughs> like how about we have a council of like 10 really smart people that try to figure out how the country works yeah they shouldn't run the country. They should try to figure out how the country can work better. By listening to the people who actually live, work, and play in it. Yeah. So here's the thing though. And you're really good. I know you I know you I know I know you're steering me away from my thoughts on Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know your tricks. Um so here's my thing with Biden legislation that he wrote in 1994 is responsible for the militarization of the police. 
why do we need to militarize our police for our local populace? Yeah. We have a military to handle our things outside of the country. And again, our military is too big and should be smaller. Um, Biden's directly responsible for, you know, the police having tanks and automatic weapons and all these things. Mm. It's like, eh. And I, and, okay, this may not be popular with you. I don't care about the rest of the listeners. This is about you. <laughs> so the Me Too movement that happened. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't Biden held to the same standards that everybody else was when it came to the Me Too movement? A lot of, well, not a lot. Like, some women came out and said what Biden did. And we brushed it under the rug because, well, he's better than Trump. Mm. Like, nobody nobody can ever answer that question. I'm like, huh? Um and here's fell the, through the cracks. Yeah. Well, here's the big thing for me with Biden. And I know the joke is a uh, sleepy Joe. That man is almost 80 and is in some type of stage of Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm. I mean, that is you, a concern. Yeah. Like, did you see what he did yesterday? But I don't think, I don't think this is about Biden. I don't like Biden's the, the name on the ticket but i i really think this is about getting kamala in as vp all right so in terms of what i think his campaign strategy is yeah and, and here's my thing and now we are officially uh, an explicit podcast fuck her too <laughs> i know lots of people who feel that way yeah i she... don't have such strong feelings um how about her getting proof that this man on death row is 100% innocent and she blocks it so that it doesn't hurt her win record. Hmm. Like, I mean, again, I just don't, I don't know enough. Yeah. I, all I know is she's my better option than Pence because he's going to take away my right to have any say over my uterus. Yeah. No, no, I'm not cool with that either. Um, I mean, I'm really going for it tonight. Fuck Pence, too. <laughs> so um, next week when we upload this this episode, yeah, you need to click that button, please. I will. Um, <laughs> I actually wondered last on today. I was like, is this one? I can't remember. No, we were How pretty, many F-bombs did we drop? No, that one was pretty good. This one. Um, so this, this is where I struggle. And this is where you struggle with me. Um I know it's a game. I agree with you. I know it's a game. But I don't want to play that game. I know. It's not. The rules aren't fair. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody's happy at the end of it. Yeah. It's not a fun game. And. But. Whoever I vote for. People's lives are at stake. Yeah. People's lives are at stake. Literally. And, and so who is going to not kill as many people? <sighs> I'm not saying with their own two hands. Right, right. With uh, actions, but with their decisions policies, and with yeah. their yes. Yeah. Who's gonna kill fewer people? <sighs> um who is going to make this a more equitable place to be? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Because we t- we talk about games. 
when you play a game, what is your goal in a game? I don't know. You I don't play win. games. You okay. Win. <laughs> yeah. You want to win. I'm not the fun parent. <laughs> oh, come on now. Um, anybody that plays a game from the age whatever that they understand games, two, three years old, till they die, your ultimate goal is I'm playing this game because I want to win. Okay. Unless you're like evolved and then maybe you don't play games like that, but well, it's competition. It's good. This game we're <laughs> playing with this game. We play with politics. No matter what, I don't see a win. Yeah. Ever. No. <laughs> there's no, there's like, I don't, I don't. Well, I really love Obama, <sighs> but it's okay. He, we don't have to agree. No, I mean, I do feel like I like I won two elections. Yeah, I do feel like America won, and I am not a nationalist. I actually think that we do a really shitty job, and sometimes I'm especially living abroad. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say. I'm American. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that uh, was no matter who's leading the country. Right. No, I mean, we're kind of, but you also got to remember we're a pretty, we're we're, a joke. Well, we're still a young country. You know, we haven't been around as long as Europe and all these other things. Is that a good reason? We're just like less mature. We're just less mature. Mm. You know, the, the, the the rest of the country, you know, or the rest of the world, you know, they've, so someday we'll like stop using a measurement system that no one else uses and we'll start learning multi-languages from birth. No. Oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> we're we're going to be the perpetual like immature child. Okay. Just, <laughs> just making sure. But come to terms with it, pull it in, you know, no. like <laughs> so when, you're, garbage. when you're overseas, you don't have to be the American asshole. You don't. Um, it's yes, it, but the fact that we all know the American asshole is like a phrase that even exists, yeah, is embarrassing, yeah. Well, it's and yeah, I can't like prove the the stigma wrong, no, when I'm surrounded with a bunch of American assholes, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> I, I fully agree agree with you. Like when I went to Montreal a couple of times before going, I had to teach myself French because I was like, oh my God, I don't want them to know where I'm from. Yeah. Um, and actually the Canadians were super cool about it and really didn't give a shit. Um, yeah. But that was, that was also pre-Bush. <laughs> so, mm. um, you know, but here we are in our, our system like I really do want to opt out. I do. I want to opt out and not vote at all. Like that's okay. my want. But and this this and this is tied to to Noel. This is tied to you. This is tied to a few people in my life. Like I think I'm voting just a lot of my votes coming from like Okay, November. What? Well, what's what's election day? Do you know November third? I don't know the third. The third or the fourth? 
So whatever the next, okay. next whatever that Tuesday is. Yeah. So on that Wednesday, I just want to be the, like the third. It's the third. It's the third. Okay. So November third is the election. November fourth, the next day, I just I can just be like, hey, Lens, I voted. Can't give me shit anymore. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm i'm proud of you i think i texted this to you the other day too like i'm proud of you i'm proud to know you yeah. because i know it sucks yeah and i do think you're voting not for like because you're happy with your choices <laughs> you're voting because you do see the importance of it and not just for you but for your kiddos for me for noel yeah for the people you care about. Yeah. Also, I don't want to lecture on the fourth from you, from Noelle, and from other people being. Uh. I might not lecture you. <laughs> I might just give you the silent treatment for a while. Ooh. I know. What would that be like? Um, it would. <laughs> it would probably last for about an hour. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we don't go a day without yeah. texting. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, um, but that's where I, 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 I didn't know you felt that strongly about Biden or Kamala. Yeah. Maybe but... I did about Kamala, but you know, what got me with her is that I don't know a whole lot. I do know that she shared her story during the DNC and <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I identified with, with her story of her single mom raising her and her sister and raising them to be, you know, like upstanding citizens and to treat everyone with love and respect and, and, and humanity and compassion. And that's where I was like, this lady's speaking my language. You know what I find funny? So you're digging the her vibe. She's essentially a former cop, so that makes me chuckle. I know, I know. You and all my millennial friends are saying the same things to me. I'm not trying to defend her. Right. I'm just saying that, like, there was a sense of we can do better than this for each other in her message. Yeah, but what really bothers me with her is the debate where Tulsi brought up her track record and she tanked so bad within a week, she withdrew from the presidential race. Mm. Why is she being picked? Like, yeah, well, because her and Bo were friends and yeah. she's known Joe for a long time. Yeah. I, I think that's why. Yeah. I mean, and I appreciate the pick. I also, I was listening to a podcast called Code Switch. Yep. And they were talking about, you know, the black vote in America and like mm -hmm. more, it's black women who are voting. Yep. You know, and so I think in that respect, like Biden is friends with Obama, Biden is a safer choice than. <clears throat> And now he's got Kamala on his side. And so for for some black voters, it's more appealing. 
And I think getting more black people to the voting polls is really where this could shift gears. Could. So I think it was, it's a, it's a game. It's a game. It, it is you a know, game, but there's it, also. It is a, I'm sure that he thought about that for years. Who? Biden? Yeah. No. Or his strategist. Yeah. I was going to say his team thought about it. Sure. Um, I'm, I think he was like wondering. who to like, pick. Yeah, I think he was wondering, like, what type of tapioca pudding am I getting tonight? Like, come on, <laughs> he's he's not there. And I, I get what the if he wins and I'm I'm going to put this out there. I feel like it's a big if I'm 50 50 right now. Either one of them could win. Like, it's really it's kind of weird how this country is. Yeah. If he wins. Three to six months, he leaves because his mental capacity, he can't handle it anymore. Straight up. And that's why we have who we have in place as his running mate. Um, Because the strategy... Someone young. Well, and the strategy of the DNC is, all right, Hillary lost that first time around. Come hell or high water, we have to have a female president. Um, And I have no problem with a female president. I just don't like a strategy built around it. Like, don't yeah. let it happen naturally. Like, that's the problem with politics. It doesn't happen naturally. I mean, yeah. I was sitting here the second time around when, you know, my wife was very, very pro-Bernie. She's got that sticker on the back of her car and everything. Uh, I love Noel. And I was just, but I'm sitting there and I kept my mouth shut this time around because I was watching yeah. and I didn't want to. And... I just remember, I was like, oh, no. They're going to get rid of him again. Yeah. I didn't say a word to Noel because, you know, in my gut, I'm like, hey, let me be wrong. Just let me be wrong. And then I wasn't. I was like, shit. And, man, I I, got to say, and I guess it goes towards you, too. At that point, I would have been like, you know what? Fuck the Democrats. I'm out. I don't know how you and Noel have stuck to your convictions because I would have been like, look what they did to my candidate. How can I be a part of this? Um, and that's yeah. why I think that's also why I kind of appreciate AOC. I mean, you saw what she did at the convention, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, I'm giving mine to, to Bernie. Yeah. But also to here comes another one. So definitely market. Fuck Bernie. <laughs> He, his one single vote could have stopped the federal government having, they, do you know now, because Bernie, Bernie did not show up to vote, the federal government now without a warrant can look at your internet history. Bernie's vote could have stopped that and he didn't show up to vote that day. Hmm. And I don't blame him. I mean, he's burnt out on the system too. Yeah. Um. So I applaud you and Noel. You did guys, he make a statement about that? He was questioned about it, and he said that he did not have a comment on it at this time. Hmm. So I mean, I, Big Brother's watching everything anyway. Yeah, I mean, people literally invite it into their houses oh, with yeah. whatever Alexa or Siri using Siri or like I don't know whatever else they're using. Oh, because I, I don't use any of that, so yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm sure whatever we're talking about 
something will show up in my Facebook feed because we talked about one particular thing. Yeah. Like enough and your phone's listening to you. Constantly. Um, so I applaud you and Noel for sticking to your convictions and your beliefs. I truly do. Um, you know, that, like, like you said about me. I, and I, I think for Noel and I, yeah. and I, it's not about me. No, you're hoping for better for the future. Yes. And for people. Yeah. More people, all the people, not just one kind of person. No, all no. the people, all the people. Um, and I agree with you. It's about all the people. Yeah. But, <laughs> and this is, I, I don't know if I sound privileged. Um, this is where I get really tired and burnt out. I'm really tired of old white people telling me what to do. Yeah. And Well, me too. Yeah. I mean, and for you, I often wonder this. So I am a, a white male in Bowdoin, Maine. I am right. privileged. It's unfortunate. You know, I this is the body I was born into. I, I am privileged. I have things different than other people. And it's not fair. And I, I, I want things to be fair. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm more privileged than you. Now, yes, we are both two white people of close age. But because I'm a dude, I have more privilege than you. Yeah, I think I posted something about that the other day. It's like, yes, and it was a white woman and a black woman standing next to each other. And like this white woman was trying to understand the black woman's point of view of of being oppressed in multiple ways. Yeah. Right, like there's multiple layers there of sexism and racism, whereas like the white woman could had a hard time seeing past or couldn't see past the oppression of, of sexism. Right. And the, the black woman standing next to her, like telling her story and like, look closer. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's okay for you to, uh, to have experienced oppression mm-hmm. and that someone else has experienced more than you. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that's where, I, I try to keep that in check. Like, yes, I've had experiences of ageism, sexism. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in, in my body type, which we talked about. Yep. Um, and yet I look at some of my, my family, you know, my, my kindred spirits and, and this isn't a competition, but like, just the fact that I have white skin means that I don't experience racism. No, no one looks at me and like questions my motives for entering a grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Or walking down the street with my child or alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is what bothers me with this oppression that we all, and again, I often look back at like, I try to look back at my whole life and I'm like, I don't think I've ever been like, I I have not experienced sexism. I just haven't. I know you have. Um, When I try to think about oppression, I'm like, what? Like it, it bothers me, but here's what bothers me more. People 
old white people such as Joe Biden allow these systems to stay in place. And that's, that's my hope is that Kamala by his side. She, I don't know. She'll have a, a voice in his ear to help change these systems for a way that is more equitable. And this, that's my hope. That I, I love the hope you have. I love you as a person. Um, <laughs> but here's, here's here's the uh i guess the the hardcore libertarian kicking in in me obama was an eloquent statesman he was very he could speak i mean is he could he just starts talking and you're like yep this is my man like butter yeah it's it's amazing but the system corrupted him too I mean, he still holds the record for the most drone strikes, killing the most civilians under any presidency because he left it to lawyers. Um, so I kind of feel the same way with Camilla. It's not going to take that long for her to become corrupted either. And it's, it's they don't, I, I guess I feel like our system doesn't allow them to have a choice to not become corrupted. Politicians in general. Yeah, just all of it. Like, yeah. Like, so, you know, let's start all over. So you just want to burn it all down. All of it. I still have hope. You still have Even hope. Even though I hate the game we're playing, yeah. I still have hope that someone's going to come in and change it. Yeah. I mean, we need to. <laughs> Which is why we all have to vote. Yeah. We all have to vote. We all, you know, we all have to vote. I don't think my let's vote. Let's not ma- make the same mistake twice. Right. I don't think my vote matters, though. <laughs> Um, but it, it, but it is about being able to like, look my wife in the eyes, look you in the eyes, look my kids in the eyes and be like, yeah, did my part. Good job. Civil Uh, liberties. Yeah. Like, but, (laughs) but at the same time too, like I would like on election day to just sit in my office with a bottle of whiskey and be like, ah, it's time to let the world burn. (laughs) It's going to take a month. It's going to take, I'm calling it now. It's going to take a month before we know who won. Yeah. Yeah. Because of how messed up this is right now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, So do you think that we were able to talk to each other, differ in opinion, mm -hmm. feel strongly in opposing directions? Yeah. And still like each other? I think so. Yeah, I'm very confident in that. I still want to talk to you. So here's the thing. If it wasn't for COVID, like let's say I ran into you tomorrow. I would still give you a hug. But obviously I can't give you a hug right now because of COVID. But Yeah, we haven't hugged. No. <laughs> Cry- Febu- uh, February. February we hugged. February. The beginning of February too. Yeah. So I think we're, I mean next summer maybe yeah hug you next summer i can't even give you a high five no i don't want to high five either thank you like there's nothing like don't stand that close to me yeah like yeah yeah i i I can give you that like that old school like finger point with a thumb up from like eight feet away like hey how's it going (laughs) like it's just so yeah no we're we're still friends um you know, 
I'm not a Biden. Well, good, fan. and and I know fan. you have a grander goal for this. Yeah, yeah. I um. So before we wrap it up, do you want to tell everybody what that is? Yeah, it's so simple. Two friends that have two opposing political views tomorrow are still going to be friends after a discussion <gasps> about what makes them un- and it's an uncomfortable discussion yeah yeah i mean there was some discomfort several times um but at the end of the day lens is still my friend um yeah. I'd like to break down that barrier that we don't talk about certain things because I think the only way for us to grow yep. is to talk about stuff Yeah, now, in our families, in our friend circles, and with people who we don't know and to talk and listen. Yep. Maybe you even listen more is like in a respectful way. Yeah. So like when Yoshi talks politics, you, you probably should listen all the time. huh? Oh my God. Do you <laughs> remember our chickens? Our chickens are named after presidents. I know. I know. It's amazing. Well, one of them is now yeah. two of them. One of them is gone, but oh, okay. he only got to name two of the five. So, so, but you should listen. You should listen. Um... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll let Yoshi know you put a vote in for his column. Yeah, no, I, I I look forward to at some point actually being able to talk to him about politics. Um, I think you, yeah, that should that would be a good conversation. Yeah. So, but we'll save that for another day. Yeah, we will. So, all right. Well, message, that's all for friends. now then. Yep. All right. So, hey, we'd really love to continue the conversation with you at our email address, which is Lehman and Lynn's at gmail dot com, or on Instagram at Opine Nation. And join us next week when we opine about another tough and humorous life topic.